It's time for Board Check, Impact Media's weekly drive through the neutral zone into Ovechkin's office. Let's go bottom left, right to the side of the pad. Not so fancy today, we're just going to be good. Otherwise known as Impact Media's weekly show all about the the Hurricanes, the Predators, the gladiators, the owls, and some NHL and, and uh, other fun stuff. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. I want to welcome you guys in. We've got fun things to talk about, like the Stadium Series game that uh, was just majestic, I think is a, is a way to put it. Uh, some other news and notes and other fun things going on in the world of hockey in this area. But first, I want to tell you guys, that you can be a part of this show. And here's how you can do so. You can email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. It is the blanket email for Impact Media. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E, at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, whether that is Impact Media, Board Check, or Jeremy York, so you'll be able to find us those places. If you are a person who likes to just click a link and listen to a show, you can do so a couple ways because Borchek is uh, our super special show. You can do so by going to at Team Impact Media on Twitter and scroll down to the appropriate show, click on it, and listen to it as many times as you would like. There is no cap. Or Borchek has its own Twitter account at board check all one all one word will have all the hockey related uh, things from this show and we'll also have some uh, rugby ATL things as we kind of use it as a, as a double account uh, but you can do you can find it at those places if you would like to follow me for show related things and uh, unrelated things you know whether it with is the the hockey games or uh, putt shack or or uh, topped off the, the random fun things we get into just ram, random adventure maybe fun things I did or when I ran into some of you guys you can do so by following at the impact 99 on Twitter Triller TikTok and Instagram and I appreciate a lot of those new follows I have seen a lot of those much appreciated and you can also find us anywhere you find a podcast including podcast one Spotify, and the iTunes Store. There are... Uh, uh, if there's anywhere that you find a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know, and we will remedy that accordingly. Now... Let's get into some fun things. And I want to start with some news and notes coming out of the world of the NHL because there is some good, there is some bad, and there is some uh, interesting. I want to start with what has just been a theme this year for the Colorado Avalanche, the defending champs. Uh, 
just uh Injuries, man. Injuries are just smashing the avalanche. Uh, this time it's Eric Johnson. He is out indefinitely with a broken ankle. I uh, just, they, you know, you got McCars and concussion protocol. Landis Gog is supposed to start skating soon. And uh, here's one of their top defensemen in Johnson. Uh, he blocked a shot in the first period in a win versus the Panthers. But when he blocked the shot, it broke his ankle. Um, they're not quite sure at the moment how long he's going to be out. But he's their blocker and their big hitter. And that is going to go a long way. It's hard to it's hard to replace that. So just I, I, I expect Colorado to still make the playoffs. I expect Colorado to still do some, some good things. But I just... Their team looks completely different because of injuries. They are just right now almost to the point of just putting warm bodies out there. And uh, it sucks because I, I would have liked to see them make a deep run in an attempt to try to defend their championship from last year. Obviously, I'd rather our teams win, but uh, Colorado was a special team, and, and it just it sucks. It really sucks, guys. Uh, Jonathan Taves is dealing with symptoms of long COVID, and he is going to step away from the team. Um, no, this is not a way for him to not get traded. Uh, of course, he can't; he won't be traded now. But um, he just wants to concentrate on getting healthy. He hasn't played a game since January 28th. Uh, basically, long COVID-19 is uh, is what he's dealing with. I, I don't; I'm not a medical professional, but is long-term, uh, longer, like a deeper version uh, from what I gather. Uh, he, I mean, he hadn't played since since late, what, the, the 28th or so, and uh, he hadn't skated with the team since February 5th. Uh, long COVID and chronic immune response syndrome. It's uh, it's it's really it's really doing a number on him. You know, he missed the 2021 season with the chronic immune response syndrome, something he has been dealing with. And um, uh, we just wish him the best. It's about the human first, and uh, we just want him to be healthy. And uh, if if that means he can get back on the ice, great. Uh, if that means he does not, that's fine too. We want. Uh, we send out our, our best wishes to Jonathan Taves for a healthy and speedy recovery. This time of year, a lot of times you get to see a lot of the really cool things that, that teams can do. Um, like with uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, you know, you had the Capitals with uh, Liam Rigel, who was a uh, 12-year-old uh, Make-A-Wish uh, kid. He got to practice with the team. He scored on uh, Darcy Kemper. His wish was to meet Lars Eller and to go on the ice with the Capitals. And uh, they they did one better. They, they said, all right, we'll, we'll sign you and put you to work. 
Uh, he got to talk to Joe Meninati, uh, who's the play-by-play announcer from the Capitals. Uh, just, you know, Eller apparently has been sending encouraging cameo video messages to Rigel while he's been in the hospital. And uh, he actually has a brain tumor that he was diagnosed with in December. Uh, he was discharged from the hospital, and he's been going to practice. He attended a practice thanking Eller for all the messages, and uh, Eller gave him an autographed stick. And uh, it looks like after his first two attempts on Kemper were were stopped, uh, Eller gave him a little bit of some advice. And... Uh, then he beat Kemper on the third shot, and uh, that's just that's just fantastic. They're going to also be at the Detroit Red Wings, watch the Capitals game. Uh, they're there tonight, actually, and and that's just that's just super cool that Lars Eller would would uh, do that, and uh, just you know just just try to try to make. These kids feel normal because a lot of times when they get, a lot of times, you know, it, it's just like with any of us. If, if you get feeling down or, or you don't feel good or things like that, it, it, it takes something to try to cheer you up. Well, these kids usually are diagnosed with, with pretty serious conditions and uh, they get the opportunity to live out some of their dreams, which uh, brings me to the Dallas Stars and Max Hinojosa. It was a nine-year-old fan. Uh, he become a two-day member of the Dallas Stars, which is just just super awesome. Uh, he got signed. He got sit down with Jim Neal, the general manager, and sign his contract. I think those are so cool when they get to do that. Uh, hopefully, he had his agent look this up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he got to meet his his teammates in the locker room. He got to, uh, you know, he had his own dressing area and everything like that. And uh, just, I love when they do these kinds of things. Now, I'm going to try my best to tell you what he is battling. Hinojosa is battling myelomanocytic leukemia. Myelomacytic leukemia. Uh, he can't play hockey, which is his favorite sport, uh, because he has an enlarged spleen, and that would be very, very dangerous to do so. But uh, he got suit up and uh, hang out with the stars and, and do some fun things with them. Uh, just, it's so great that they, sports in general and celebrities, do such a good job with the Make a Wish Foundation. I mean, we all know that. John Cena has has granted the most wishes ever. I think he's over a thousand or something like that, and that that's just incredible. And the NHL does a really really good job because they can they can give you a unique experience of uh, being with the team, practicing with the team, those kinds of things, and uh, just super cool. And if you want to reach out to your local Make a Wish Foundation location and uh, and see how you can help out at That'd be awesome to do so. I know I have great listeners. Hope you guys uh, are at least help trying to help other people 
And I'm, I'm pretty sure, like I said, I got great listeners. So I know you guys are doing great to uh, make your community better every day. So uh, shout out to you guys and shout out to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, next up, the Bruins and their historic season. I mean, they are just on a tear. They honored one of their top stars as uh, David Krejci celebrated his 1,000th NHL game, becoming the seventh Bruin player, Bruins player to reach that milestone. He did it all with one team. That is just amazing. That is just amazing. Uh, but he reached the milestone on January the 16th, but they went all out uh, this past Monday, honoring the 16-season veteran. Um, you know, his, his wife and kids were there, which was great. They gave him all kinds of, of, um, all kinds of cool gifts. They had Tuca and Zidane Chara were back, and and Cam Neely, Yamir Yager sent a message that because he got to play with him. Uh, just just super cool when when you honor uh, one of the greats. And David Krejci is he's one of the good guys, man. He, you never hear anything bad about him. He's always doing great things. Thousand games with with one team is uh, just incredible. Just incredible. Uh, let's see. Ovechkin is going to miss another game. They're hoping he can return soon. Um, his is not an injury for, for people who don't know. And this is also why he missed the stadium series. And we all know that that, that would have been a great place for him to shine. But uh, his father, Mikhail Ovechkin, uh, unfortunately passed away back on the 15th. And now he's going to miss his fourth straight game as uh, he is actually still in Russia with his family. You know, we, we kind of see, see, saw this with uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov in, in the UFC. Um, he was really close to his dad, who was also his coach. And when his dad passed away, he promised his mom that uh, he wouldn't fight anymore. So he fought his last fight, and he has been coaching ever since. He recently just took a few more steps away uh, from that even. But, uh, yep, yeah, you know, I am fortunate in that I have not had to to deal with this myself. But um, I, I can I, all I can do is, is just imagine what Alex is going through and uh, his family and our thoughts, prayers, and condolences go to the Ovechkin family. As uh, once again, it's the same thing. It's it's a human thing. It is not about oh, I, I want him to hurry up and be back on the ice. No, I want him to be in a good place. You know, I want him to be comfortable. If that's on the ice, if that's off the ice, whatever that is. Uh, thoughts, prayers, and condolences once again to the Ovechkin family. I know Pasternak is getting closer to 50 goals, which is uh, pretty just just ridiculous. It's so hard to score 50 goals in a year. 
and I know there's a handful of players that have done it, including Ovechkin that we just said, but David Pasternak is getting closer and closer every day, and I think he's going to get it. Um, let's, say, let's see, how many does he have? He has 41, I believe. No. Yeah, I think he has 41 as of right now. He just needs nine. He's got like 26 games to go. That's about one every two and a half games. That's, that's pretty possible. I mean, he got his 40th and 41st in a 3-1 win against Ottawa uh, on Monday. So, you know, he, he could uh, get him in bunches. And uh, Pasta it has has just been an, an incredible story. He is, he's had a lot to do with uh, the Bruins' success this year. And he's just another one of those really, really good guys and players, and you just want the best for him. Um, even though, unfortunately, he buries the teams we talk about here. But uh, that's really pretty much what's going on in the world of the NHL. We are going to take a short break. When we come back, we will talk Nashville, Carolina, and the Gladiators, and a special note involving the KSU Owls. But we'll be right back after our message from our friends at BetOnline.com. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact Dork from the Impact Media family of podcasts. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest ways to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back here on Board Check. Make sure to go visit our friends at BetOnline.net. They've got the betting and wagering lines. They've got the articles, they've got the podcast, everything to make you a better, more informed fan. You will win all of your debates, even even if you can't bet or choose not to bet or wager on games. You can still get all kinds of great information at betonline.net. Make sure to tell them Impact Media sent you. They love to hear that, and we love to hear that from them. Uh, first part of the show, we talked some NHL headlines. There is a lot of fun things going on. And uh, some some somber notes, too. But uh, go, go check out the first part of the show if you want to see some of that. But for now... Let's start with the Nashville Predators, our good friends up north. Nashville is at a a weird spot do they uh, the GM already come out and said that they will not be buyers at the trade deadline. Does that mean they'll be sellers? Well, not necessarily, because he didn't say that. But he did not say that. So uh, it's just a weird influx of all the crazy things going on. But for right now, here's what the Predators have been doing in the last week. They got completely, completely smashed by the Boston Bruins 5 to nothing on Thursday. 
I really won't say much more about that game. Uh, that was at home, which sucked even worse. Uh, on Saturday, they were able to defeat the Panthers seven to three. That's that's a good that's a that's a better turnaround. Not sure what happened with the five to nothing, but uh, your goal scorers were Sissons, Trennan, Yossi. Novak had a, uh, a double. Johansson and Duchesne Lincoln with the thirty save win there. Lincoln, man, for to be he's he's one of the better backups for for uh uh for the, the Predators. I don't know why I can't say Predators. But uh you know Soros plays the majority of the games. You can easily rely on Lankinen to come in and uh, it's probably one of the best one-two tandems in the league, honestly. Uh, but they did follow that up on Sunday. They had the loss just by a goal to the Minnesota Wild. Niederreiter, Yossi, and Novak with the goals there. Soros with 31 saves in the loss. And then they are currently in the second period against the Vancouver Canucks up there in Nashville for that one. It is one to nothing predators your goal so far is from cole smith cole smith doing some good things uh sorrows 14 saves already in that one you gotta be vancouver right that'd be vancouver uh predators notes because there are there are we gotta talk about this a little bit um when you want to show your displeasure for the front office or a team or, or things, there are a lot of things you can do. Some natural reactions, it makes sense. Others, you got to be better than that. Let's talk about a couple of those. Yes, they are on a little bit of a skid. Yes, this is probably the, I don't know, been a handful of these little skids and slides this year. Um, One thing that you guys can do to show your displeasure for the team and, and the, the things uh, is to not attend games. That shows the front office a lot. And attendance has been down a little bit. It's understandable. Because when a team's not doing so well, why would you want to go see them lose? I, I understand that. Um, there are other ways to still support the players. I know you guys still want to support the players without necessarily supporting uh, front office decisions or the fact that uh, the team's not doing as well as you thought they would. But uh, your, your attendance on a game, that makes sense. What's not acceptable at any time? Unless it is, uh, it, unless you're instructed to do so, like a teddy bear toss. Do not ever throw anything on the ice except for after a hat trick if you want to throw a hat. Or like I said, a teddy bear toss or things like that. When it is not part of the promotion, do not throw anything on the ice. And understand in Nashville, there's this big thing about throwing a catfish on the ice. But somebody threw one the other night, and you threw it while play was going on, and that can be very uh, hazardous to the people on ice. There could be big time injuries, some really bad consequences. Um, we understand your displeasure. 
So does the front office. They they get it. When you do something like that, they they get they get the message. But let's let it stop there. Let's let's not have a lot of other things thrown on the ice from here on out. Just know that you probably got away with it. Let's not do it again. I, it still baffles me how you guys get a catfish into a game. Apparently, you tape it to your leg or something. I mean, wow, that's a commitment. But like I said, they get it. They get it. Uh, and I want to end the Predator segment on a lighter note. So, uh, shout out to P.K. Subban, who was honored on Monday. I think it was last Monday, but he was honored uh, in the game versus Arizona. It was last Monday. Um, what a difference he made on the National Predators, and you guys know that. Uh, but they started to get more national appeal when a superstar like P.K. Subban wanted to play in what was considered a small hockey market. Hockey's never going to do great in the South. That's what they said. But Nashville, yeah, they do okay. They, you know, they, they do pretty well. You guys were already a great fan base at that point. And I was a big Shea Weber fan. Uh, the trade, it was crazy to see the straight up trade. But uh, Subban, he was not only a great player, he not only was part of the uh, run to the Stanley Cup finals that this team made, but he did so much for the community in the area. Now, Shea Weber was doing stuff too. I'm not going to say he wasn't. But PK just, he changed a lot of stuff, including culture and things in the Nashville area. And it ended up being a fantastic place uh, for him to grow up a little, as he said. Because when he got traded, I think he was like 26, 27. And uh, he said Nashville was was a great city. And uh, I think he lives in New York now, but he visits a lot. He was down here. They honored him as they should. Uh, just one of the great players in this franchise history. Let's move to the Carolina Hurricanes, where I will start with the let's start with the game in Washington on Tuesday, where the Hurricanes win that one three to two. Your goals from Brent Burns, who was heating up. Uh, Nozen and Paul Stasny. Stasny. We're going to get to him in a minute. Frederick Anderson with 34 saves in the win. Then they hosted the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday and proceeded to beat them 6-2. Your goals in that one, Jordan Stahl, Sebastian Ajo, Seth Jarvis with a hat trick, and uh, Kotkaniemi with the... Uh, six goal and all that. Anti Ranta in the 20 and 20 saves for the win. Ranta Sanel. The best goalie tandems to me this year have been Nashville and Carolina. And that's not biased because I talk about them on the show. Just look at them. When, you know, everybody can have a, a solid or even top tier goalie. You know, a lot of people can have a really, really good starter. But it's when you go to the bench that uh, what does that guy bring to the table? And, between uh, Ronta and Lincoln, and uh, these are two of the best backups in the league. Two of the best, definitely in the league, and they do a fantastic job. 
Let's go. We're going to talk. Uh, I'm going to skip Saturday's game because we're going to talk about it by itself here. Well, yeah, in a minute. And they are currently live in the third period as they're hosting the Blues. They are up four to one with about five minutes to go left in the game. Your goals from Sebastian Ajo, Seth Jarvis, Svestikov has two. Maybe he gets the hat trick. And Frederick Anderson has 32 saves at this moment. Now, Which game? Yeah, I believe it was Thursday's game. It's been a big week, I believe. Uh, they honored Cam Ward by putting him in the Hurricanes Hall of Fame. He is the first member in there. I know you guys were curious as to why maybe he was the first one in. Well, Cam Ward had a lot to do with you winning a Stanley Cup. So you put him in, you, you, get, you set the stage for, there's there's a handful more. Some of them are still playing. That's why you can't put them in yet. But uh, Cam Ward is your first Canes Hall of Fame member and one of the best members of your team's history. Now let's talk about that game on Saturday. You hosted the Washington Capitals, but more importantly, it was a stadium series matchup. It was at NC State, otherwise known as Carter Finley Stadium. It holds 60-something thousand, and I think you guys more than packed it. Uh, there were there were people everywhere, including for the first time ever, people on the field. On the field of play. It's the first time they've had fans that close to the action. They had kind of a little party stage and everything. It was just a really cool setup. Uh the Washington, the, the, the white with the uh, the black trim and, and the red accents was was nice. It was classic. By far, though, those sweaters that Carolina had, the, uh, the mostly black with the red trim, they were just, they were straight fire. They were incredible. I wish they would wear those more often. I'm sure a majority of you guys have bought them by now. Um just great jerseys. Overall, the game was was pretty clean, pretty solid. There was not a whole lot of penalties. wasn't a whole lot of really bad play. The ice held up really well. Uh, you get about two minutes into the first period, and Colt Kami makes it one to nothing. As my note says here, good action, very few stops, very few delays. Just a good, clean game. We go, they take the, the one goal lead into the second. Six minutes in, Paul Stasny, who I mentioned earlier, he decides to light the lamp again for the week, makes it two to nothing. About three minutes after that, Marty Nachos wants to make it a Marty party. He makes it three to nothing. And about three minutes after that, Tevu Teravainen says, wait up, guys. It makes it four to nothing. Four to nothing. On the Capitals. Granted, they don't have Ovechkin. We told you why he didn't have, you know, he's still in Russia with his family. But that's pretty crazy. So then we finally get into the third period, and it seemed like the team was still playing pretty forward aggressive. But uh, Tomlinson, or Tom Wilson, rather, not Tomlinson. Tom Wilson. Yep, that Tom Wilson who, yeah, he was Tom Wilson all day. We'll say it that way. But he puts in the lone goal for the Capitals. To race the shutout about 11 minutes into the third period. Ends up 4-1 to one, your final. But that stadium series was just amazing. 
talked to somebody earlier today that actually is an alumni of NC State. I believe he played football up there, and he lives up in the area. And uh, he did not get a chance to go to the game. He said tickets were so hard to get that uh, he was not able to get in there. But uh, he said it, it looked amazing. He watched it on television, and uh, he said you could. The whole city was just just alive with energy, which uh, is just uh, fantastic. Told you about all the goals that were scored. Uh, Frederick Anderson with 24 saves in the win. Let's get into the upcoming schedule for, let's go back to the Predators. Upcoming schedule, they will face, they will be in San Jose to face the Sharks this Thursday, 10.30 p.m. puck drop there. And they will play the Arizona Coyotes out west, 7 p.m. puck drop on Sunday. Not to be outdone, the Hurricanes will host the Ottawa Senators on Friday, 7 p.m. puck drop there. And they will host the Anaheim Ducks, 7 p.m. on Saturday. Lots of good action coming up. Let's jump into the Gladiators real quick. The Gladiators have uh, been pretty busy for uh, for the week of of Valentine's Day. Actually, on Valentine's Day, they hosted the South Carolina Stingrays. Unfortunately, came up just uh, a little short there as the Stingrays win five to three. Your Gladiator goals by Sangoon Shin, Tyler Cobran, and Cade Oliver. All I mean, just it's amazing the players that have just been on fire this year. And uh, and Shin definitely is one. Uh, Tendak had 38 saves and the loss. It happens. But that moved us to Friday. On Friday, the team was in Adirondack to take on the Thunder. Come up just a little short, got doubled up there. 4-2 to two as the Thunder take that one. Cody Sylvester and Eric Neely with the goals in that one. And our good friend Joe Murdaka. He was in gold, gave up 30, or gave up the four goals, had 33 saves, and the loss. And then just a couple days ago on, oh no, on Saturday, the guys are up in Maine, the Maine Mariners. Won 6-2 on Saturday. Eric Neely and Michael uh, Morazic, one of the new additions to the team. Good to have him around. Tendak with 30 saves and the loss there. Kind of had a little bit of a skid. But we are able to stop the skid on Sunday as we beat the Mariners in the go-home game 5-2. Your goals from two from Eric Neely. Cody Sylvester added a couple, and uh, the ageless wonder, otherwise known as Iron Man, Mike Pellick with the other goal. Murdaka had 26 saves in the victory there. So where does that leave him? Well, upcoming schedule. We'll, we'll talk upcoming schedule first, and then we'll, we'll check the standings. Upcoming schedule for our Gladiators. They will be in Jacksonville this Friday. 7 p.m. puck drop there to take on the Iceman. 
on Saturday. They will be in South Carolina to take on the Stingray 605 puck drop there because South Carolina people are weird. And on Sunday, they will host the Fort Wayne Comets 3 p.m. puck drop on that one. So, where does the team sit? This team currently sits in sixth place in the division with 56 points. They're one point behind Orlando for fifth. They are five points behind Greenville and South Carolina for uh, third and fourth, respectively. The Everblades have 63 points in second and 68 points for the Iceman. That's just crazy. That's just crazy. So we'll see what the Gladiators do going forward. And uh, hopefully they make a playoff push and hopefully they can get an actual home playoff game in the arena. We'll, we'll see if the arena decides to book Disney on ice again in the middle in this beginning of the playoffs. But who knows? Uh, my KSU note is that if you want to be a KSU hockey intern, whether that be social media, marketing, photography, videography, equipment manager, game day operations, I'm sure they need somebody to make snow cones too. Uh, you can go to their Instagram story at KSU underscore ice hockey, or you can check them out on Facebook or uh, just reach out to them or reach out to me and I'll put you in touch with them. Uh, they're looking for interns for next season. And uh, it is very important that if you want to be a part of this, you sign up soon. They are going to be starting some promotions and some other fun activities in the spring. We're hoping to uh, do some stuff with them. You guys just stay tuned to us and them on that. But other than that, I believe some of their players have had fun with the roller team and uh, staying in shape for the upcoming season. Other than that, that is everything we have for you on board check this week. Shout out to all you amazing people that makes it so much fun to come on and talk hockey each and every day. We will see you guys next week. Go Canes. Go Glads. Go Owls. Go Preds. Go watch hockey. Deuces, gooses. And the goalie jumps and the players pop. 